Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From from billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Joining us now is Glenn Jackson as well, the assistant coach of the Drawer, former Chiefs 10 and former whistleblower as well. Uh, g'day Jacko, how was the wedding yesterday? Yeah, it was good, thanks mate. Just sitting at Auckland Airport here, just uh, waiting to get home. So it was a quick visit, but uh, yeah, good to catch up with the wedding for, with the family. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Good stuff. Uh, now, uh, the, the your drawer, of course. Uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago that we talked to you, and then and then the next game you won. So obviously, uh, that suggests that you should just talk to us every week. Yeah, well, it's a shame we didn't talk to you uh, last week because uh, we obviously didn't turn up uh, this weekend. So it was a uh, yeah, it was a shame. It was halfway through our season. We sort of talked about it. That was you know going to be a bit of a crunch sort of moment with. Um, a lot of these boys straight off the island to try and put a performance together against a pretty good Waratahs team, and um, unfortunately, we didn't uh, didn't turn up to the races for this game, so it was a bit of a shame. Yeah, it was a pity for you guys. I mean, I, I I thought you know based off what your first game of the season was 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 against the Waratahs, and you probably got a bit of a touch up in there. And I think we might have talked about that as well. So there was certainly uh, something to prove, and I mean, I know they've proved it against other teams, but definitely something to prove against the Waratahs. Do you think that you your boys went better uh, and in a lot of ways against the Tars? I mean, the Tars have have grown in strength as well since that first round. Yeah, look, you know, definitely we're improving. Um, yeah, well, I think we had eight turnovers in the first half and a red card, so it was sort of makes it a little bit tough to win games of footy when you're just giving a team like the Waratahs that much position. So um, we were actually did a lot better, I think, in our set piece, and it was just the execution to the first or second uh, up uh, phases of either losing it or, or um, not looking after it at the breakdown. So. Um, yeah, in terms of uh, where the boys are, I, you know, I definitely think there's a, a lot of improvement happening every week. Uh, still fabulous to have, you know, obviously two new teams in the competition, and, and with our boys, you know, as I said to you last time, I think 70% straight off the island. Um, it's, it's a great learning curve, and it's only going to be better for for the seasons going forward, and also for the rest of our games uh, coming up as well. Hey, Jacko, thanks for uh, joining us after a wedding. To be perfectly honest, I think it's a miracle. But anyway, you must have obviously had to get home, so things things have changed. Jesus, don't tell me you're growing up, are you? Surely not. Oh, my Marshy, if I, uh, if I didn't have to get back uh, to training tomorrow, it would have been all over, so it's, uh, it's a shame. <laughs> so maybe I'll, I'll put that down to growing up. Good man, good man. Hey, look, I wanted to uh, ask you about, like, thinking about the future. So obviously you're in this trans-Tasman battle at the moment, but you know, you've also got the opportunity now to, to mingle and mix in with the New Zealand teams, which you'll know a hell of a lot more about, um, and, and taking them on when the trans-Tasman competition starts up, and plus playing games in Fiji. In fact, I think it's your first game against the Highlanders uh, in Fiji. So how, how do you get the balance there? Will you, will you change your base from Australia to Fiji and then go to your games from there? 
Yeah, it's been a bit of a shambles at the moment, Marshy, just with, with uh, everything that's going on with us. We're obviously uh, based uh, in a place called Lennox Head, which is quite close to Lismore. So we, we were disrupted this week um, badly with the floods. Uh, so mm-hmm. our, our accommodation is government uh, run and owned and sewerage problems because of flooding and everything. So we're actually, we had to, had to, had to do a quick escape um, on uh, Wednesday and just go straight to the Gold Coast. So we're we're now based at the Goldie for uh, for the next two weeks, and then um, yeah, we've got that Super Round, which will be great against the Blues down in Melbourne, and then um, then we've got that game in Fiji. So we'll we'll have two weeks uh, in Fiji, and then we've got the Hurricanes down in Wellington. So we'll sort of it's worked out. Obviously not ideal that we've had to leave where we're, we're our training base, but uh, being on the Goldie's not so bad. And then yeah, like you said, with the the Trans Tasman stuff ha- happening now, it's um, the timing obviously is not ideal, but it's um, it's it's worked out pretty well for us so far. How do you how do you prepare your side for that? Because I look, I don't know. This is just a, a guesstimate, but when you look at the dominance the New Zealand teams have had over Australia internationally in recent years, and also in Super Rugby, I, I can't remember how many games there had been before a, a, an actually Australian side actually finally did beat a New Zealand side. I think that was last year at some stage, but there'd been an incredible streak from the New Zealand sides. In my mind, mate, that's physicality. So I guess there's got to be an adaption. Like, has your squad got the depth and the physicality to, you know, be able to compete against these New Zealand sides? Well, I'll tell you in about eight weeks, Marshy, and uh, we can have a beer over that and see how it went. But uh, I think, yeah, it's a great question in terms of we're, we're trying to have a fine balance now of uh, a lot of guys have sort of been six, seven games on the bounce. Um, you know, we haven't probably got the... Well, we certainly haven't got the depth of experience of compared to the New Zealand team, so it will really test us. Uh, we've got a, quite a few guys coming back from injury, which is ideal timing. Um, mm. But again, you know these these lads have just come, you know, mate, all off the island, so it's it's a real learning curve in terms of stepping up to to what rugby brings. Um, and as, as you said, the uh, New Zealand teams have obviously had a lot of dominance over the Australian teams. So it's hard to know where that sits at the moment. I think uh, there's a couple of Aussie teams playing really, really well. And again, we won't know until they, they come against the uh, New Zealand teams. So um, I think in terms of what Australia, uh, New Zealand teams bring will probably um, will be good for our team. Uh, you know, that's probably a lot quicker and, and um, everyone's trying to play a bit more. So that probably comes into our favour a little bit. But um yeah, we've talked about it every week. If we start like uh, like we have pretty much every game, um, New Zealand mm. teams will punish us. I know that for sure. So um, it's it's all about how we start in, in, in these competitions games. Uh, just tipping uh, in a different direction, as as you very well know, Jacko, I was one of the greatest referees to have ever played the game. Um, <laughs> so it's not it's not uh, it would be very unlike me and very remiss of me not to have a crack at what's going on at the moment um, in terms of refereeing with this. Uh, red card head collision situation. Um, look, just to give you a, a slight little bit of background of where I'm coming from, I feel that there's there's some unnecessary red cards being dished out to players who are unintentionally making head contact with another player. Uh, um, what, what's been your view on this from your perspective of what you've seen so far and how they're refereeing it? Uh, yeah, it's a good question, mate. And yeah, a couple of years ago, we could all see this was probably coming to this sort of place. Yeah, I think some people were 
Well, some, a lot of players have changed their technique and getting getting their technique a lot better in terms of the tackling. But the accidental stuff is always the one that you just you, you hit scratching. And I know putting my referee hat on when I was doing it, you've got to have a little bit of sympathy around you know what's going on around some people just getting it. There's no there's no intention at all to hurt someone, um, but people are hurt, mm. getting hurt. You know, so um, in terms of the referees, look, you know, unfortunately they're probably just doing what what they're meant to do in terms of the letter of the law where trying to make this game safer but um you know it's it's a tough one mate you're right it's um certainly there's got to be something to look at or i would believe that if it's absolutely no intention of of hurting someone by tackling them and just getting it all completely wrong you've got to have some sort of sympathy the one great obviously is uh 20 minutes versus um you know what we looked at up north the six nations and that if you know some of those happen then they're gone for the whole game so you know those red cards aren't as aren't as punishable as um, as they once were. So at least the game's not completely ruined. And obviously, we had a red card in the weekend, and you can sort of handle that twenty minutes versus you know sixty minutes what we would have had with um, with fourteen. So that's one good side of it, I think. I, I, t- I totally agree with what you've said, and and the, the referees do have the ability to mitigate and, and mitigate. You know, was there intent there? You know, um, how did the other player influenced that head contact as well you know like for example the guy Banks against the force who got himself knocked out that's how unexpected mm. he was of what the player with the ball had done to him but yet he got red carded so I understand the directive coming from world rugby we, we want to avoid it as much as we can but sometimes it, it's just a, a split second in rugby where neither player has any intent and both players just get it wrong, wrong and they collide heads but at the moment the referees uh, hell bent on putting giving someone a red card, and uh, you know it must be incredibly frustrating for a coach when you see your player get red carded. And he, and he, like like Lee, I don't, you wouldn't have seen last night. You would have been in the dark depths of the dance floor at about one p.m. I'd imagine. But you know, Caleb <laughs> Clark, got, safe, mate. You know, no dancing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw the Caleb Clark incident, but you know. He got red carded and he was actually in the air. There's nowhere he could go. And they said they said that he intended to hurt the player and hit him in the head and got red carded. So, man, there's got to be a balance here where we get better at this, surely. I know you've been in the situation. That's the reason I ask you. Whereas a referee, you go along. A Rugby World Cup directive is, hey, you've got to give this a red card. And when you go along to that meeting, have you got to convince them in a big way that, they, that, that there was a reason you didn't give it a red card? Is that what the referees are facing when they do their review? Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty pretty well summed up, mate. So, to, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, it's, I have no doubt it's extremely hard for the referee to to go against probably what they're thinking. Um, it is a directive, and that's where we're going. As you said, you know, it's all come from safety, and um, I think you know there's plenty of stats to show that uh, quite often the the tackler is um, is getting more head knock than the actual ball carrier. So. You know, again, I think it's just it's it's where we're at with this. Is, is you're right with that, Marty. Uh, the Banks one that obviously he, he he was in a world of hurt, and then also getting a red card. So it's a <laughs> it's, um, it's a double whammy. But yeah, it, it you know it's a head scratching one at times, isn't it? It, it is, uh, Jack. I mean, I you know I look at it and and think you know you got a, what 100 metres by 55 metre piece of grass and 30. 30- 
big blokes running in different directions with intent, uh, there, uh, there's going to be contact that isn't intentional. Um, but it seems like as soon as there is contact between two players, it, you know, intent doesn't seem to come into it. It's just like I have to make a decision and somebody has to uh, be disciplined for it. There doesn't seem to be any leeway other, uh, anywhere else. Yeah, and then, you know, it's, we could talk about it for, for days around what what is the outcome and, and what's the right way of doing it. Um, I, you know, I still don't know. I, I, I think you've used the right word. It's it's all about the intent. And, and uh, you know, we clearly got something wrong um, in the weekend, and it was that, that's what a red card is there for. Um, anything sort of accidental. Uh, I, I think if, if there's time and, and a space where the tackler can see what's going on, then um, that that, that's, that that changes the picture, but you know, with with line speed and and people like you said in a short small space changing direction at full noise, there's always going to be the odd uh, clash of heads that was purely accidental, which probably shouldn't uh, equate for him to have to spend the rest of the game off. Hey, well, Jacko, um, really appreciate you joining us, mate. I know you're on the bounce from a wedding, getting yourself back over onto the Gold Coast, which no doubt I'm sure you'll enjoy. That, that that area of Australia, but uh, we've been really impressed since we last talked to you. There's been a lot of positivity positivity about the way that the Drew have been playing. Looking forward to seeing you get some games in Fiji, and more importantly, here in New Zealand, and continue to progress. Um, so you got you guys are doing a good job. You Mick Byrne and your coaching team, and thanks for coming on, Matt. Appreciate it. Awesome, fellas, and I know uh, plenty of people in Aussie uh, loving the show. So uh, keep up the keep up the good work. It's great to have it back on uh, radio. Awesome. Cheers, Jacko. Thanks very much, mate. Go well, safe travels, and uh, we'll catch up with you again throughout the season. Of course, Glenn Jackson, the assistant coach of the Fijian Drua, uh, now through the season. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply, so visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.